What up, Misfits? Welcome to the Misfit Heroes Podcast. My name is Chris, and together we are going on a journey. Now, Misfits, I don't know about you, but sometimes I feel the need to rock. I grew up listening to rock and roll. Everything from Nirvana and Pearl Jam to ACDC, Southern Rock, even the heavier stuff like Metallica and Slayer. My grandparents were sure that MTV was going to ruin my fragile little mind. Some say the verdict is still out on that, but hey, that's for another podcast. With the advent of the internet in the 90s, there was access to much larger and diverse genres of music that previous generations didn't have access to. And, as a high school-aged young adult, I discovered metal and hard rock music and quickly became a fan. When I decided to change my lifestyle and follow Christ, I recognized that many of the artists and musical acts that I loved had underlying messages and lyrics that were not providing a lot of happiness and enrichment in my life, and instead promoting anger, depression, and negative thoughts. But as many do, I still had a love for the aggressive, heavier sound of rock music. And there just weren't many faith-based hard rock musical acts out there. Honestly, even most of the Christian rock bands I found just seemed like secular musicians trying to cash in on a Christian listener. I decided to leave behind the metal and hard rock music and try to diversify my music taste to a more positive sound. Fast forward to 2020, and I discovered TikTok. Now, one of the first people I saw on TikTok was James Franchise, who goes by the username The Metal Worship Leader. James is a pioneer in the lifecore genre of metal, and he sings faith-based metal songs to a legion of metalheads that wouldn't otherwise be open to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I think what James is doing is a much-needed avenue for the Christian faith, and I was stoked when he agreed to talk to me on the podcast. His band This Surrender has a new album coming out this year, and his presence on TikTok has reached thousands of followers with Christ's message. We discuss his story, how people react both positively and negatively to his music, and why metal needs Christ. Misfits, I'm ready to rock! So let's start the van, crank the volume knob up, and rock out. Please welcome James Franchise. Playing the Misfit Heroes podcast. James, welcome to the Misfit Heroes podcast. I am so excited to talk to you, man. Thanks, man. Glad to be here, dude. What's up? First and foremost, I told you a little bit before we got on, but I'm so excited to talk to you. I think what you're doing is great. I watched one of your TikToks just now about your story and about what was going on when you uh, when you wrote your song, Anchored, that's coming out. No joke, like 15 minutes ago, you almost brought me to tears with that video. So seriously. <laughs> that's um, cool. Thank you, man. <laughs> Yeah, man. So, Misfits, if you haven't heard of James, James is on TikTok as the Metal Worship Leader, and he is leading the way in lifecore music, which is some harder, heavier worship music, and I love it. I'm going to let him explain what lifecore music is. James, can you tell me a little bit about what you do? Sure. So, a lot of people have been asking me lately, this is a, a new way to describe basically just heavy worship. And lifecore to me is a subgenre of metal that really just entails a lot of the life that Christ offers us and a lot of the life that Jesus, that we get when we come to Jesus. And definitely a, a bunch of breakdowns and riffs and big guitar and drum parts. That's basically the best way I could describe lifecore, man, is just metal and rock music but with a message of life. It's beautiful, man. You know, people think of worship music and they think of they think of like a hill song or they think of elevation or they think of these things, but worship isn't 
a genre of music. For someone that's not used to what you're hearing, what can they expect when they pull up what you're playing? So first and foremost, you're going to hear a lot of raw emotion. I feel like we could come to Jesus with how we feel. And, you know, it's okay to to feel a certain type of way, but ultimately what we do with those feelings and those emotions is what really matters. And what you'll hear in my music is just my heart's cry to God. And sometimes people ask, oh my gosh, why do you have to scream? Well, to me, that's my emotion. And like you said earlier, worship is not just a genre of music. And music is one expression of worship. And the music that I've chose to express this worship to God is just a little bit more aggressive than Hillsong and then, you know, elevation worship and stuff like that. But I feel like, you know, there's a group of people that relate to this kind of raw emotion. And, you know, that's something to expect when you hear my music. A lot of raw emotion and screaming. (laughs) (laughs) well that's awesome man i mean it it sounds great you know let's talk a little bit about how you got involved in doing this tell me about how you got to where you're at and why did you want to pull metal and worship together so first and foremost my brother rest in peace introduced me to rock and metal one time he just brought home a mix cd of bands like system of a down lincoln park and blink 182 so a lot of you know mixed genres of rock in there and little by little i was just discovering heavier bands and then you know my my mom being the wonderful christian lady that she is she thought to herself man This rock music is okay, but there's got to be a Christian alternative to this rock music that's not System of a Down, Linkin Park, Blink-182. So she did her research and she found what's called, and I don't even know if they're still making albums, but it's a compilation CD of a lot of rock christian and faith-based rock bands and the cd was called the x album and they had a few installments like three i think and like i said i don't know if they're still doing it but this x album had so many different genres and subgenres of metal and they were all faith-based and christian christian bands and i was like whoa this is awesome so this is like the secular songs that my brother introduced me to but with a christian and faith-based message and i absolutely just fell in love with this music and it, it was bands like demon hunter and under oath and skillet was on there thousand foot crutch so it was like some of them were a little bit heavier some of them were on the lighter side but i felt more connected to the heavier bands like demon hunter and under oath which is just it resonated with me and as the years passed and I grew up and I started learning music, I really thought to myself like, yes, we have Christian bands and faith-based bands, but there aren't many bands just straight up worshiping with this heavy sound. And I felt that there was a gap between worship music and heavy music. And I was like, listen, man, I don't know if, you know, if if there's people out there doing this, but I want to try and see what a breakdown and a, and a crazy metal riff will sound with a regular contemporary worship 
song. And some of the early songs that I covered that I never released was from a band called Casting Crowns. And Casting Crowns, their lyrics, some of the lyrics are just so metal. And it's just, you know, imagine just, and I thought to myself, imagine just having these lyrics, but with a metal song. And I met a group of guys here in my city, New York, and I told them about this crazy idea of of covering some of our favorite songs and they were down. So I was like, all right, let's do this. And um, a lot of our influences varied, but one of, one of the main bands we liked was Killswitch Engage. And the vocalist at the time from my band, he modeled his clean vocals after Howard Jones from Killswitch Engage. And we wrote a worship EP and we covered a bunch of songs. One of the songs that really put us on the map was Oceans by Hillsong. And we were called Where Fire May Fail. And a lot of people resonated with this song and this cover of ours. So in my head, I was like, man, I didn't know that there were so many other people that felt the same way that I do. And I was like, all right, so let's roll with this ball. And, you know, unfortunately, we are no longer making music. But even as a solo artist, I just still wanted to create this heavy worship experience for people. And, you know, through my solo artist career and now with my new band, This Surrender, that's one of the main things that we want to do. Just combine these two and bring them together for heavy worship. Yeah, I mean that's it's it's amazing. I can definitely see the influences from Killswitch Engage. I was a big fan of Killswitch back in the day. I've been listening to them since 2006. Nice. And I don't think there's been really many to match the melodies of them, but it definitely comes through. And you know what's so funny? I remember back in 2006 when I first heard them, I was like, I remember thinking if somebody could turn this into something that glorifies God, it would be just top notch. And yeah. that's exactly what you're doing. Dude, I'm yeah. so glad I found you, man. Thanks, dude. <laughs> So tell me a little bit about this surrender. So how did you guys meet and when did you meet and how did you know that you wanted to do this? I mean, how how did you guys come together as a group? So um, this surrender happened when I felt like it was time to take my covers from the Internet to the actual physical world. And for a while, for about three years, I was just releasing covers and content as a solo artist, but strictly on the Internet. You know, I felt like it was the next move. The only appropriate next move was to actually create a heavy worship team. And I know it sounds weird, like worship team (laughs) and heavy together, but that's what it is. We're a worship team. We're just, you know, on the heavier side of things. But, you know, I felt like it was time for that. And I knew a bunch of people. I'm blessed to be in a city with 8 billion people. So obviously there's just a lot of different ideas, different people with different ideas. And I was able just to put some feelers out and just to gather like-minded individuals. My drummer and I, we are in a different project together and we were in Where Fire May Fail together. The guitarist and I were in a band together before Where Fire May Fail. And the vocalist and keyboard player, we were in a band together, but for a short period of time. And as I was putting those feelers out, he answered the call and he said, hey, listen, I've seen what you've been doing all these years and I want to be part of it. And that's the kind of people that I want on my team, just 
people with the willing the willingness to be bold and and take this step forward in this kind of project and you know these guys they all come from different walks of life and different walks in the lord but i can honestly say that they all truly love the lord and they understand that there's a gap between worship and heavy music and they're on board to helping me bring this to the masses as people say that's awesome man we'll definitely bridge that gap i love what you're doing it's great thank you um can we go a little bit deeper? Do you mind talking a little bit about your testimony personally? I mean, I know you talk, spoke a little bit around your brother and, and his passing, but can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So I grew up in a very traditional Pentecostal home and Pentecostal church. Like I'm talking as traditional as they come to the point where the women were not even allowed to wear pants or makeup and the, the whole nine, as you can imagine. So as you know, this kind of music isn't really accepted in the Christian traditional churches and stuff like that. So it was a little bit difficult for me expressing myself this way early on as a kid. And as I grew up into a teenager and young adult, I kind of felt ostracized from the church and, and I felt as an outcast. And God worked with me enough to understand that pastors and and our spiritual leaders they're humans as well so you know that's something that i understood throughout my walk so as i grew as a young man in christ i just found this identity with this music and i started meeting more people that also found their identity with this heavy music and you know i always think about the way jesus spoke in parables when jesus spoke in parables he always spoke in a way where people can understand and the different stories was always relating to the person or the group of people that he was talking to. So in that same fashion, I feel like me creating this metal music through worship is like a parable because I'm speaking the language of this metal culture. And kids and, and young adults who otherwise won't even pay attention to the gospel or pay attention to worship can listen to the gospel and have their own way of worship through this music. So, you know, I, I started just developing my musicianship through this music, and this just brought me to where I am now. And, you know, unfortunately, last year I lost my brother. It was a really, really hard time for my family and I, and I just did what I know to do best in, in these traumatic moments, and it's to create, and that's where the song Anchored was created from. But God has sustained me. I can honestly say that God has sustained me. God is good. For sure. I, I looked at the lyrics for Anchored, and let's say some kid brings some heavy music to his parents. Just like he said, it's at first glance, it's a little off-putting. I looked at the lyrics and I mean, it's it's a perfect representation of of what you just said, you know, and it's a really good song. I was, I was like, wow, this is, this is really good. Thank you. Um, but, you know, going back to what, what you were saying earlier about growing up the way that you grew up and everything like that, one of the things that I try and get across in this podcast is that Christianity is a, is a lifestyle. I mean, yes, it's a book, Quoting the Bible doesn't really blow my mind anymore. I mean, lots of people can can quote things, but actually the practical application of Bible verses into your life 
is is something that I try and focus on. And I think it definitely comes across in what I saw in the lyrics and, and music that you're creating. I mean, can you speak to that at all? Because I noticed one of the things that you said in one of your TikToks, you were quoting uh, Romans 12, 1 about being a living sacrifice. Can you explain that a little bit? Because I think you explained it pretty well in what I saw. Sure. Yeah. So definitely the, those are one of my favorite Bible verses. And, you know, a, a lot of people, they have the misconception. A lot of Christians have this misconception that worship is done on Sundays for half an hour. And, you know, you go home and you feel good after worship and like, man, worship was good today. And, you know, unfortunately, that's not the essence of worship. And, you know, just like the Bible says, you know, we, we are to present ourselves as living sacrifices. And that's not only our music. That's not only the music we listen to. That's in our finances. That's in our schedule. That's the way we think, what we read, what we watch. You know, it's that's what that is. If we present our entire selves as living sacrifices and this is one of the reasons why I chose the name This Surrender for, for my worship band, because that's what worship is, surrendering everything to God. And I think once we start changing the way that we talk about worship, and once we start changing the way that we think about worship, then things will start looking a little different. You know, worship, as cliche as this phrase is, it's the truth. Worship is a lifestyle. Worship is how you Act every single day, how you treat your neighbor. Anything that honors God is worship. And I run a course here in New York City, and I, I work with a few potential worship team members in different churches. And one of the things I tell them is, if today God stripped you from all of your giftings and your talents and your music, what do you have left? If music is the worship, then what do you have left? And that's the point that I try to bring. Like. Worship is not just music. It's your entire lifestyle. It's surrendering your entire life to God. And, you know, that's what I try to get across in my music and everything that I do. Well, one of the things you mentioned earlier, you were going over your influences and things like that. And with heavier music and with rock music today, I really think that metal in particular needs Christ. Just looking at some of the names is kind of astounding, to be honest. But you go to see some of these shows and younger males in particular are just marketed towards with this type of music. It's a little bit more aggressive. There's a lot of teenage angst and things like that coming through it. And when you're not putting that backbone or that foundation of Christ in there, it's honestly kind of scary what these kids are seeing at some of these shows. You've, you've actually, you've received from what I see, a little bit of backlash in some of the comments on social media. Can you talk about that a little bit? What have people said good and bad about what, what you're doing? So the beautiful thing about creating metal and marrying it to worship is you get people from different sides of the spectrum, which is, which is kind of cool. It's kind of cool because, number one, you get the people like yourself that completely understand how God can use this music to impact people's lives. There's people that have been impacted by this music and it's a life or death situation. 
there's people kind of in the middle where they're like, okay, well, well, the music is not really for me, but you know, glory to God. Good job, brother. But just don't bring that into the churches. And you know, there's the, the people that are right in the middle where they're, you know, they're in agreement that yes, God can use this, but it's, this is, does it belong in church? There's those people in the middle. Then there's people on the other radical side where they're like, this is of the devil. This is wicked. This is worldly music. Turn from your evil ways. And I've literally had someone tell me, I, I'm telling you this because I love you. Turn from your wicked way. Jesus is coming soon. And I'm like, all right, brother, I love you. God bless. But um, chill out. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you know, it's a beautiful thing because in all these areas of this spectrum, there's just been an opportunity for me to express myself and express what God has done in my life. And I am testimony of a crazy kid who rebelled against his parents and moved out at the age of 18. And I was doing my own thing for a lot of years. And God used this music to bring me back. So, I mean, that's just basically it. God can use this music. And that's something that, you know, I really wish, you know, the radical of the other side would understand. And, you know, regardless, though, I'm, I'm just I'm just happy to be given this opportunity. And something that I pray to God every single day that I pray about my ministry is just to keep me grounded, keep me rooted and, and just remind me every day why I do what I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm a very transparent person. I, I have issues with my ego. And I have issues with my self-esteem and and I catch myself like, oh, yes, 8000 TikTok followers. I'm the man. But in reality, that's not what this is about. And, you know, I catch myself and even sometimes and God bless my wonderful wife. She, she holds me accountable like, yo, James, just take a step back. This is about God and don't let it get to your head. And, you know, I'm thankful for the community that I have, you know, the hate. That's okay. That's biblical. We're, we're going to get hate. The Bible says that we're going to be hated for his name's sake. So it's just part of being in the ministry. Above everything else, though, I'm, I'm also happy that I get to talk to Satanists and atheists. This opens a door for me to speak to atheists and Satanists about the God that saved me from myself. So through social media, I've encountered so many different types of people, and I love it. I love it so much to be able to tell people about Jesus. Yeah, well, it's definitely coming through clear that you're glorifying God. And it amazes me for somebody to say something like that, like, you know, repent. <laughs> like, I mean, that 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 kind of blows my mind a little bit that they say that to you. But I mean, you're definitely able to reach people in a different avenue that, let's be honest, not a lot of people are going down that avenue. And I mean, really, I think us as Christians, we need to have an open mind to where you're going with this and, and who you're trying to reach with this. Because one thing I try not to do with this podcast is try and convert anybody. If somebody wants to believe whatever they want to believe, that's fine. But I also want somebody to be open to it. And there's a lot of people I've found, I've had a lot of conversations with people where they listen to this and they're like, you know what? I see what you're saying. It's different. And it may not be exactly what I think, but we're reaching people through these mediums, whether it's through social media, whether it's through music, whether it's through podcasting, it doesn't matter what what it's through. We're reaching these people. And I definitely see how, how people can come to Jesus through what you're doing. I'm actually excited. Did I see that you guys are planning a tour with this surrender? Yes. So I don't know when you're airing this, but... <laughs> 
I'm, I'm not supposed to announce, but I can give some details, but I'm not supposed to announce exactly what's happening. I'm just going to say it's a really big opportunity in Indiana. It's a big festival, a very well-known festival. Um, I'll be sharing the stage with well-known faith-based and Christian acts. So I'm super excited. But yes, in June, we plan on visiting Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Indiana. So um, it's I don't like to use the word tour, but yes, we will be making a small road trip out of New York City into we don't have the exact cities yet, but we're making a stop in Pennsylvania. It's either Pennsylvania or Ohio, then Indiana, and then heading back home, Pennsylvania or Ohio, June 17th, 18th and 19th. So, yeah, but we're still working out the details. But yeah, that's that's what's going on. That's awesome, man. That's, that's exciting. That that tells you right there that stuff is coming for you. You know what I'm saying? So that's great. I'm very excited for you, dude. Also, if somebody wants to listen to your stuff, where can they listen to it? Um, what platforms are you on? So I work with a distribution company that distributes our music to any music platform that you can think of, even international platforms you, you can listen. But the main ones that we're on is Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon, and Google Play, which is um, YouTube. But basically anywhere, to be honest, it's a lot, like 30 different platforms. You guys have an album coming out as well, correct? Is that coming out soon? Are we allowed to talk about that? <laughs> Yes, we. <laughs> that's not classified. That's something I'm in control of. So last year I was laid off from my job and I reached out to my community of supporters and letting them know that I wasn't really in a financial place to fund making covers anymore. Because to be realistic, you know, I, I really just wanted to take care of what's going on at home financially first. So trusting God, I set up a GoFundMe to completely fund a worship album. And I had my supporters vote for which songs they wanted to have on the album. So that's how the Rebirth album came to pass. This March, I will be dropping with my band, This Surrender, a full-length album of worship songs plus original songs as well all together so about um nine songs all together including anchored so the release date is not 100 set i'm still just working with my producer but very soon i will be announcing when it will be available i'm super excited i've been teasing some of the songs on tiktok and on instagram and facebook and people are loving it they're asking me where's the link for this where's the link for this and i just telling them just be patient. This is going to drop with the album. So yes, the Rebirth album, March 2021. Definitely, man. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It sounds great. So if people want to go find you, you're on TikTok, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook. Tell us all your uh, your names on the social media platform. So my name on TikTok is The Metal Worship Leader. My personal Instagram as well is The Metal Worship Leader. You can find me on Facebook under James Franchise, or you can follow my bands, which is This Surrender on Facebook and This Surrender on Instagram. One thing that I've been asking every person at the end of every episode this year in 2021 is sort of a uh, an outlook for, for the future for every person that I speak with. And the question that I I've been asking everybody is what was the last goal that you completed and what's the next goal that you want to set the last goal that i completed let's see <laughs> yeah, i always get a pause right there yeah because <laughs> I mean, if we're going down the list, all right, so I, what I do with my projects, I make a six-month game plan. 
So if I'm going down the list, I recently just filmed a music video for one of the songs off the album. And I'm going to be dropping that music video together with the album, which is a cover song to Great Are You Lord by All Sons and Daughters, I believe it's called. And yeah, so it's a metal cover to that song. It's a music video. So that's the goal that I just completed. The next goal is just getting this album out there, man. Just getting this album out and seeing what the Lord has in store, but definitely dropping the album next month. That's the next goal in sight. I know I know there's going to be a lot of people going to check you out. Misfits, definitely check this guy out. You will not be disappointed. What they're doing is is awesome and it's a beautiful testament to glorify God. I love it. I love seeing what you're doing. James, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate this, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the future. Hey, um, I saw I saw that you posted where are people looking for us to come play? We got a place to play on the Outer Banks. I'm just letting you know. Where's that at? Outer Banks in North Carolina. Hit us up, man. Man, oh, okay. Sure. There were some other people that wanted us in North Carolina as well. Okay. Yeah, I'm definitely planning to do some East Coast traveling maybe sometime in the later part of this year. So I would, I'd love to come out, man. Thanks. We look forward to it. Well, James, thanks again for doing this. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to everything coming in your future. And, and God bless, man. Thank you for what you do. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, it's a pleasure to have me here on the show. Thank you. Um, I, I, I appreciate this opportunity. It's my first podcast interview. So I'm super excited. Let me know when this airs, man. You did great, man. You did great. Misfits, thank you very much for listening. Have a great evening. Well, Misfits, we did it. That's our episode. I want to thank you so much for listening, and thanks again to our sponsors. If you want to support any of our sponsors, there are affiliate links on the Sponsors tab of our website at www.misfit-heroes.com. You can also find links to all of our social media there, so follow us for immediate up-to-date info about the podcast. Please, if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to help us out, do us a favor, rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Good or bad, just let us know. Truly Misfits, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. And until the next episode, be kind, love one another, and be a hero.